Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our church meeting here at the Hampton Inn in Wichita Falls, Texas. I always want to say welcome to Crossway Church, and I guess that's what we are until we get a pastor and a building and who and that group of people change the name. But I guess we are functioning under Crossway Church at this point. And, uh, but we're having great meetings here in the Hampton Inn at 4217 Kemp Boulevard. And I'm just thankful for the people that are gathering here that are from here. And we've just been blessed since November. Uh, we started, and uh, it's the second weekend every single month, Friday night at 7, uh, Saturday morning from 10 to lunch. Pastor Tommy brought a great message last night. And uh, if you hadn't heard it, go back. It's on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. Uh, just like the broadcast live right now and later it will be on the YouTube channel on the playlist and the playlist will be Wichita Falls uh, Church Plant so you can find everything we've done here on that place on the YouTube channel and again that's Curtis Hutchinson 316 uh, our website is thecrosswaychurch.com there's where you can donate we also have a church uh, app for the phone you can watch live, watch the uh, messages or archive there. You can donate there. You can help us with this work. You can help us put uh, expositor study Bibles into the hands of inmates. Uh, we're well over 800, closer to 900 Bibles that we have put in the hands of inmates over the last four years. And so thank you for your giving, those of you who do, who are out there. And, and many people give to that ministry who've never been in Queen City. They've never been to Crossway Church, but they want to help get those expositor study Bibles into the hands of the inmates. They're requesting them. We are going to have a, a fundraiser March 30 at the big chili cook-off at the church for that focus to get money raised. It takes $33 a Bible to get it into their hands. Now, Brother Swaggart has given us a great discount for this purpose alone. So uh, I encourage you pray about that, and and uh, I'm sure the Lord will encourage you to help us get those Bibles into the hand of inmates. And it's inmates all across the country, not just one uh, prison system. I keep up with it on the Excel spreadsheet, and, and they're everywhere. Man, they're from California to New York to a lot, most of them are in Texas and Arkansas, but we they move those inmates, and so we get letters, and they're requesting that Bible, not just a Bible. They saw their buddy's expositor study Bible. They say, I've never been able to understand till I read that Bible, and that's what they want. So that's what we send them. Somebody asked me one time, well, is it worth it? How do you know what they do with them? That's not my business, what they do with them. My business is when somebody asks for a Bible, I'm to give them what I consider the best one on the planet. And what they do with it, that's between them and the Lord. Amen? So uh, that's about all I've got to say about this except for uh, help us get the word out about Wichita Falls, Texas, and, and that there is a church being planted here. And there are lots of people, I'm very sure, in this big 104,000 uh, populated city that watch SBN. They love the message of the cross. They sow financially into that and pray for them. There is a church being planted here. It's not something we're trying to do. It is something the Lord sent us to do and we are doing. And so the Lord is going to bless this work because he blesses the place where the gospel is being ministered. And that's what we're all about is the gospel, not this uh, seeker-sensitive mess that's taken over most of the church, but the gospel, the message of the cross. So I encourage you to come and be a part of that. 
And uh, if you know people who live around here and you're hearing me right now, well, send them a message. Tell them we're here at the Hampton Inn the second weekend every month at 4217 Kent Boulevard. And uh, they will feel right at home when they show up. They'll, they'll be able to be uh, uh, in the Word, learning the Word of God, not just what it says, but what God means behind what he says. We can know what God means. We can know that. I know we read scriptures all the time about uh, my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways. Uh, they're so much higher as the heavens are above the earth, but God gave us his word, and words are thoughts spoken. So we can read the word, learn the word, and, and allow the Lord to teach us through his word, by his spirit, what it is he thinks, how he thinks. We're not ever going to know everything, but we can know how to be saved and how to live saved, live in victory, how to find restoration, and uh, when we're out of the way, how to see him touch our bodies, our minds, our, our, our relationships. Yes, God amen. wants to bless everything about us, and we find the answers and the way he does it in the word. And I like what Pastor Tommy said last night. God only has one way because he only needs one way. That kind of got all over me last right. night. He, he only has one way because God, God doesn't have to try stuff till he gets it right. right. He started with the right way. He's never changed that way, and it'll never change. Now, we might try things and have to change, but God has one way because that's all it took. When God does something, he don't try. He does. So, and so, isn't that good to know? Amen. God don't try things. He does things. Right. Because when, trying things means I'm not sure if it'll work or not. God don't try. He just does things. Right. And so, praise God for that. So, last night we had great service. Sister Susie blessed us with praise and worship. And I did watch the video last night, a little bit of it, when I got home. And I saw you doing this. And I, oh, I bet that was my cue that I was over there. <laughs> I should keep one eye open, I guess. But I was praising God. And she'd asked me to beat that tambourine, but I, I'd never made it to it. So anyway, that's, that was yesterday. It's gone forever, and here we are today in a brand new day where we're brand new. God's mercies are brand new, and if we'll get in his word and learn it in context, his word, as Pastor Tommy said last night, will jump off the pages and go right into our hearts. God sent his word to prosper in the thing wherewith he sent it. You know where he sent it? To our hearts. Right. And if we'll believe it as it is written, as truth in righteousness, then it will cause our hearts to rejoice and our hearts to right. prosper. Prosperity is not always money. The main focus of prosperity is God's mercy and grace. Right. That's proven in scriptures in Proverbs 28, 13, where the Bible says, He that covers his sins shall not prosper, but he that confesses and forsakes his sin shall have the mercy of God. Now see how he equates mercy with the prosperity of God. And anybody can confess their sins, but only those who confess and look to Christ and what he did at Calvary can find the power to forsake their sins. That would preach, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. And uh, But we are blessed to be here yesterday morning in Queen City, Texas. Uh, I had issues with the microphone, which I hope we're not having this morning. And uh, we're doing it kind of a different way. And it was episode 57 of Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. And uh, it, we're in the book of Galatians, and we just jumped into chapter 6. So that's where we'll do. I'm just going to redo that teaching because I need it, and we need it, and I need it on the series that we're doing. And so we're just going to do it again today. That's what the Lord's leading me to do. And uh, what I like to do is, before we dig into the Word, 
is I like to share this a couple of things uh, a lot of times before I start teaching to make sure that when we dig into the Word, when we start traveling through the Word, and I know you guys know this, but maybe there's some people watching that don't. Something several months ago the Lord shared with me, and I know I've brought it to you here in Wichita Falls, and that's this. Every word that God has ever spoken is in righteousness. I posted on Facebook uh, over and over and over and over, and, and just about every time somebody gets the light bulb coming on in their heart, that every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness. That's Proverbs 8 and 8. And righteousness is only revealed in the gospel, Romans 1, 16 and 17, from faith to faith. So every word God has ever spoken this morning, as we get in the word, we will see God's word in righteousness if we look to the cross. We look through the gospel, through what Christ did at Calvary, into the pages of God's word, and then we will... The Holy Spirit can show us the righteousness of God's Word because all God's words are in righteousness. They are truth, but they're in righteousness. That means to be able to see them, receive them, walk in them, understand them, you have to have a heart that believes unto righteousness, which is the avenue of the cross, and then the Holy Spirit can teach you the righteousness of God's Word. All, everything has to be viewed, not because you came in by the blood, but everything you're looking at in the Word has to be viewed through the blood. Because only through the blood is righteousness revealed. It's like Jesus told Nicodemus, Sir, you can't come in the kingdom or even see it until you're born again. That means there's no eyes to see anything of God unless your faith is in the blood. Peter even wrote, if you forget you were purged from your own sins, you'll go blind. Again, that's talking to us. So I like to lay that groundwork out there wherever I go, and hopefully most of the time uh, I like to do that because that, that's something the church had never heard. That They don't think that they have to tie the cross with everything. They think that's something that God is seeing. Now that's over there. Now everything else is here. And if, No, no if, if you leave your faith in the cross, out of the picture, you're out of the picture. Right. Amen. You have to maintain your faith in the sacrifice of Christ alone, not that and. When you bring the and in, you eliminate right. the grace that comes because if we say the cross and, our hearts are telling God, instead of believing under righteousness, I have to add to what Jesus did. Now, we need to know that. And the church don't know what I'm saying today. Right. And it'll take another 20, 30 years. I hope not, but it probably will for the church if Jesus tarries to even grasp what I'm saying right now. Right. It's taken the church 21, 22 years to get on board and start seeing churches popped up and planted everywhere, preaching the message of the cross since it actually began to be preached across the airwaves and uh, television and radio. So it takes a little while. God, it takes a while to get God's people on track, on board. Agree in agreement with him. But thank God it's happening. There is a remnant, as Pastor Tommy said last night. God is bringing his people back to faith and grace. So let's look this morning at something that's very important. Galatians chapter 6 is where we'll be. Before we get into this, can we ask the Lord to give us what we need today? Amen. He wants to more than we want it. He Amen. wants to give us more. He wants to give us more. 
He wants to give us more knowledge. He wants to give us more grace. He wants to enlighten us with the scriptures this morning so that we'll have a bigger picture of Jesus. Let's ask him for that this morning. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be here in this place, to have your scriptures laid open before us. Lord, your son told us that he is the one the scriptures were about. So I pray today that by your spirit you would reveal Jesus to us. You would reveal a greater uh, picture of who he is and what he's accomplished for us and that our assurance would become more than it's ever been. God, today I pray that you would give us this daily bread we so desperately need, Lord. We understand in this room, this people here understand that we need to have more than a get-together and a hug. Lord, we need a move of your spirit in our own hearts today. We need to have eyes that see, Lord, better than they've ever seen, ears that hear better than they ever heard. Lord, we need to have a determination greater than we've ever had. And now all that can only happen, Lord, if you would help us to see Help us to hear. Help us to be more determined. Help us to see Jesus on every page of the Word of God that he said was surely about him. Give us what we need today, Lord. I pray for the work here in Wichita Falls, God. I pray that you would increase every single month when we come, that you would bring new people, people that are hungry. Lord, not just to gather together, but people who are hungry for you, people who want to serve you, people who want to know the truth so they can walk in the victory of who you are to us as the truth. And we just give you all the praise today for what you're about to say, what you're about to do, Lord, and I pray that it would be, uh, Lord, something that has a great effect on each one of our hearts today. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Galatians chapter 6 is where we are this morning. And this is a very important topic because what we're going to see here in verse 1 is that we are to, uh, that we can at times be overtaken in a fall. How many, how many people have ever been overtaken in a fall? Well, that's all of us. And uh, how, many pe- how many of us will again be overtaken in a fall? Well, probably that's all of us. And, uh, but how many of us as the church does God want to use uh, well, let me rephrase this. How many does God? How many of God's people does He want to teach how to walk where we're not overtaken in a fault? So when we come across those who are, we can restore them. Yeah. And that's what we're going to see here today. And this is a big problem in the church. This is a huge problem in the church that we don't know how to do it. We 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 think that restoring somebody is is just being nice to them, giving them a big old hug, and listen, those things feel good, but they're not they're not spiritual. They're not going to last. Me hugging you, me paying your electric bill, me buying your lunch, me me just speaking sweet words to you. That's all fine and dandy, but the lost world can do that. God's got something He wants to do deeper than those outward manifestations. He wants to do something in the heart. And the Bible here says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, and that word means sin, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Now, now we could spend 90 days on this one verse. And we might spend 90 minutes today on it. But this scripture lets us know that there will be along the way people who we find on our path and our, on our journey who've been overtaken in a fault. And let me say it again. That word fault means sin. Yes. And I have to add this this morning. The very 
Me not having my faith in the cross alone is a sin. That's a fault. Way too quiet up in here. That was a good place for amen. Especially for us who claim to know the message of the cross. If my faith is not in the cross, that's a sin. Because I'm trusting in something else other than what God provided. I hope you don't ever get the chance to ask Cain, but he'll tell you that was a sin. Yes, amen. That's a sin. Yes. To trust in the purpose driven, the government of 12, to trust in I can walk around the house three times and concentrate on that cloud up there. And don't think people don't get that silly because they do. They trust in celebrate recovery. If I'll just stand up and declare that I'm an alcoholic and, and I'll just admit that, then that's going to be the power I'm looking for to overcome. No, it's not. You're, you're lying to yourself. If you've been born again, you're not an alcoholic. You're a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. we got all these silly ways that we as men have come up with, and God only has one way, as Pastor Tommy said last night, because that's all he needs. One way, and his name is Jesus. And that's really what most of the world doesn't like today. They don't like anything that's absolute. That's right. That's right. No, if you're, if you're a closed-minded and I remember one time some Mormons came into our church, and I saw them, and I knew that what, by the way they were dressed, what they were sitting on that back row, and I thought, man, they're going to get up and leave halfway through this gospel-powered message. And they stayed the whole service, came up after the service, and questioned me till everybody was gone but Robin. And after about half an hour, she's back there in the back going, come on. You know, you ain't getting nowhere with them. And they asked me, they said, you know, first they said, you know, we're a lot like you. We got a lot in common. I said, brother, we, we don't have anything in common. And they said, what do you mean? And I said, well, your Jesus and my Jesus are not the same Jesus. That's right. And I began to tell them what they believed. And they, and they were just blown away. And I said, I know why you're here. Because you have to go out and get all this knowledge of what other people believe. And they said, well, will you, will you listen to what we have to say? I said, no, sir, not if you. Whatever you got to say, if it can't be confirmed in this Bible, right. I don't have, I can't hear that. And they said, "Well, you're just closed-minded. You, you, you won't accept. You're not open to anything." I said, "If it's not in this Bible, I'm not open to anything. That's right. I'm not Amen. open to anything, and I'm not even open to what's in this Bible if it's not in the context of the man who said the Scriptures are about him. Amen. I'm not open to that. That's right." So I am closed-minded. And the world today and, and, and the whole school and college system all over the world is turned into nothing more than an age of reason and all this synthetic uh, thinking that if you come into the room and you're an absolute you know, believer in God's absolute word and where there's no other way to the Father except through Jesus, then that means everything else is a lie. That's right. And they don't like that. Right. They don't like that. So, but that's what we are. That's what the way of the cross is. It's a single way. There's no other way. The way of Christ is the way of the cross. Amen. There's no other way. And so, uh, when we find people that are overtaken in a fault, look at what the next little phrase in that verse says: "You which are spiritual." Mm -hmm. Now, now, now we're gonna get into this this morning because uh, a lot of folks would like to think they're spiritual. They got their candle going. They got their menorah over there. They've got all these things. They've got their favorite song. They get up and they think they get in the spirit. Let me tell you something today. The only people who are spiritual are walking in the spirit, but the only people walking in the spirit are the people who have their faith exclusively in Christ and Him crucified. Amen. Nobody Amen. else in God's eyes is spiritual. 
biblically spiritual. We're all spiritual beings, mm-hmm. and there's all and through us and and from us, spiritual things are taking place. But you better ask yourself what. Why? Because we're we're spirits who have a soul, and we and we are a soul. We have a spirit, however you want to word that, and we live in a body. And so everything that's behind everything we're doing is spiritual. Mm-hmm. But the Bible here says you which are spiritual. He's talking about you among the church. Not everybody in the church is spiritual. Because mm-hmm. he says here, you who are spiritual. It's like in the book of Acts when it got time to uh, separate the, those who should be in prayer and the study of the word from those who should be serving the people called deacons. Mm-hmm. Go find those who are full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not. Everybody hasn't received the baptism with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Bible calls for it to be that way. So in, in those who are absolutely believers in God's absolute word realize that folks really can't operate as a deacon biblically if they're not full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. That's right. But in, That's right. in the church today, they'll let the mayor be a deacon because he's given a lot of money and he's got a, bit, a bunch of authority. Mm-hmm. That's unbiblical. You know, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know that here the Bible's calling for those who are spiritual, and let's say it today: only those who are spiritual can be found restoring people in a fault. Amen. Restoration—it's God's will that you be restored if you're in a fault. Mm-hmm. But the only people who can help you are the people who are spiritual. Right. Now, let me give you a little help this morning about your study in the Bible, and I know you all know that, but for the sake of those. Uh, who are watching who maybe not heard this teaching before uh, you can't just wake up and read a verse today mm-hmm. you can't just wake up open your Bible and read Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 because mm-hmm. when you see that you who are spiritual if you've not read and studied right. chapter 5 That's because right. in chapter 5 and let me say this there are no chapters and verses when this was written this was just a letter so when you're reading this letter, you got to remember what you read to understand what you are reading now. That's right. Amen. And so because in chapter 5, he explains who the spiritual ones are. Mm-hmm. Amen. You're not spiritual because you want to be. You're not Amen. spiritual because something weird happened a while ago. Well, I, I feel a little spiritual. <laughs> I, I heard my favorite song and then I got a phone call from my favorite person and I looked out the window and my favorite went by and I, I, something spiritual happening today no you better grab a hold of something it better be the cross Amen. I mean the devil can do crazy things yes, to make you think you're a spiritual person you know those people running around with their buggy at Walmart and they think they're, they got a verse for everything just because you've got a verse for every situation don't mean you've got the answer for every situation. Because the only way a Bible verse is the answer for any situation is if it's talking about the one who is the answer for every situation. Amen. Amen. And there are the people riding around there. They're just in every Walmart in the world. They're riding around with their buggy. They're just looking for somebody to give a word because they think they're spiritual. Yeah. But if you back up to chapter 5, let's back up and look at it this morning. (coughs) Number one, the spiritual walk in the Spirit. Verse 16, this I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Why did this even get written to them? Because the lust of the flesh was taking them places they didn't want to go. Back up a little bit. Look at 
Verse 15, but if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. Mm -hmm. There were some awful things going on in this church. Mm -hmm. And the only reason it was is because they were being attacked to come back under law. So they, were, they, were, they, they, they weren't sure. They weren't determined. They, is this right? Is that right? And while you're in that place, you're still not sure. And let me tell you something. Faith is sure. That's right. If you're, right. if you're just kind of playing, well, I don't really know, that ain't faith. That's right. That's right. Faith is sure that's right. that yes. that's the answer. Amen. Yes, amen. Christ in the garden, Father, if it be your will, take this cup from me. And, 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 and you know, is there any other way? And, and, and he didn't get an A. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will, because he was operating by grace through faith, and, and his faith, by his, that grace by faith took him to Calvary. That's right. Faith is going to do the will of God no matter how you feel. That's right. It's the flesh. And they're having problems here. And they're biting and they're devouring one another. Does that sound like the church today? Yes. Amen. hundred churches in every town. And they mm-hmm. all started in one. Mm-hmm. Church split. Church split. Church split. And the only good church split, there is a good church split. Mm-hmm. The only good church split is the, when the people get up and leave to go preach the message of the cross because right. these other folk won't. That's a good church split. Right. Yes, you know, there has yeah. to be splits. Right. There has to be. Because once we get the truth, we got to get up and get out. Right. Not just from whiskey drinking, pot smoking mm-hmm. adulterers. we got to get out from spiritual adulteries right. in the church. That's we got to right. get out from yes. those who only have a form but are denying the power of God. Right. So there's always going to be biting and devouring one another. And, and, and the, the Lord through Paul says, Take heed that you be not consumed one of another. And because of that, this I say then, walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. And the only way you can walk in the Spirit, and I have to give you, turn back to chapter 3. I know we all know this. We're covering it again today. Chapter 3. Look at this verse. Well, let's just read verses 1 through 3 so we can make sure we get this like we need it. He says, O foolish Galatians, who's bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you. Now, obeying the truth in God's eyes, not what you think, not what men think, obeying the truth in God's eyes is having faith in in the crucified, buried, and risen Christ. That's obeying the truth. And Romans chapter 6 bears that out as well. Verse 2, this only would I learn of you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law, by what you were doing, or by the hearing of faith? Mm-hmm. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are you now made perfect by the flesh? Do you see what he says there? You began in the Spirit when you placed faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. You began. You had your beginning in the Spirit. Amen. And then what they're doing now, being under attack, that they, to go back under the law, to circumcision, because let me tell you what they were being told, and you can see it. Why don't we look at it? Acts chapter 15, verse 1. And make a note of this. Highlight it in your Bibles, because this is very important. They weren't just being told, add it to your salvation. They were actually being told, unless you go back, you can't be saved. Mm-hmm. Acts right. chapter 15, verse 1 says, And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren, taught them. As as Pastor Tommy said last night, they crept in unaware among them and were able to teach them. 
except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. It's in your Bible right there. That's what they were teaching them. So you got people that come along that you kind of uh, uh, think, well, these are Jews. These people, who man, the Jews, they've been a people of God for a few thousand years. I mean, they got to know something, and that's what we do. We give people influence. We were talking about it earlier. We give people influence over our lives. You better stick with the Word of God and not let somebody come along and try to interpret to you out of its righteous context, which means out of its context in Christ and what He did at Calvary. And they were telling you, listen, you guys can't be saved. Yeah, you know, this Jesus you're believing in, look, look, we've had the law. God gave us the law. If you believe in this Jesus and only what he did on, on the cross, if that's all you believe, you're saying that God's just totally thrown out the law. It's not any good anymore. And listen, you can't be saved unless you're circumcised after the law of Moses. And man, they're like blown away. And some of them start believing that. And when you're, when you're wishy-washy about what you believe, you're going to start biting and devouring. Mm-hmm. And, and horrible things are going to happen. That's right. Because the only place horrible things won't happen, and I mean because of the flesh, horrible things can still happen. That's right. But because of the flesh, the only place they won't happen is in the spirit. That's right. That means when your faith is right in Christ, not just Christ, what Christ did for you at Calvary. That's the church is way off track about thinking all they have to do is believe in Jesus. Well, explain that to me. Explain that to me. Really, what I like to ask people, what are you trusting in right now? That crisis, that that, that fault you're in, what are you trusting in to get out of that? Do you even think you can get out of it? Mm -hmm. God wants you to be restored. What are you trusting in to be restored? Well, I'm going to this. Well, I'm I'm reading that. Well, I'm doing this. Well, my family. Well, no. Are you trusting in Christ and what he accomplished at Calvary? There, every fault, every sin was dealt with and nowhere else. That's right. And God hadn't said, I sent my son and he took care of everything, but now you've got to work for it. That's right. It's all free. God gave us his spirit uh, so we would know what he freely offers us. Amen. That's right. That's what the Bible says. So... Make sure you understand that, number one, those who are spiritual are walking in the Spirit. Verse 18 of chapter 5 says, if you're led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Mm -hmm. Think about this. The only people who did not go back with them and get circumcised are the people who continued to allow the Spirit to lead them. But how how did that happen? They, They would not move their faith from the cross. If you move your faith from the cross... The Spirit of God can't lead you. That's right. He only leads in the path of righteousness. That's right. He only leads in the truth. The Holy Spirit will never lead you into something where He, where you can't experience Christ. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you can't experience Christ under the law. That's right. Only under grace. That's right. Think about that. That's pretty powerful. If you if you're led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. That's been one of the most paramount scriptures to me in the message of the cross because it says this, if the spirit of God's leading you, he's not leading you under law. He's not going to lead you to a water baptismal tank and tell you that's what saves you. That's law then to you. He's not going to lead you to you got to go do something if you want to get saved. The spirit of God's not ever going to say you got to be circumcised if you want to be saved. But why? Because that's something you do and it and it removes your faith from what Christ did to what you're doing. That's law. No yes. matter no matter what you want to call it, not just the Ten Commandments, but, uh, I mean, confessing words. 
Yes. My faith being in the power of my words now. I'm the prophet of my own life. I can speak the future. That's your faith in your words. Just like old Lion Ken Copeland. He, his whole ministry. And nobody really ever caught this until God began to expose that ministry. But the only way any darkness is exposed is with the light of Calvary. That's right. Just call, just. Because folks know that ain't right, they don't really know what ain't right about it till they get their faith in the cross. Right. Then they know what's not right about yes, that amen. ministry. And even amen. the name of that ministry, the believer's voice of victory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My voice ain't victory. That's right. Yes. And the only way my voice can do anything with victory is if it's speaking the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. The power of life and death is in the tongue. The, the life is in the tongue. If it's pointing to Calvary, death is in the tongue. If it's pointing to law. Yes, amen. 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 So they that are spiritual, and again, you can't just open your Bible and read a verse or two today not knowing what you've read because it's all tied together. They that are spiritual are those who've been led of the Spirit, Walking in the Spirit because they know that life is only experienced, the life of Christ is only experienced in the Spirit. That's right. That's Watch right. this in verses 24 and 25 of chapter 5. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. That tells us the object mm -hmm. of our faith is Christ and what he did at Calvary. Amen. When he was crucified, every lust of the flesh was wiped out defeated, destroyed. That means made dormant as long as we keep our faith there. That's right. The lust and the, the affections, yes, all the things that are not godly were crucified. Everything contrary to us was crucified there. But look at verse 25. And the, and the first word there, if, should be since. Since we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So when he says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, those of you which are led of the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, have your faith in the cross so that can happen because you know that life is only experienced in the Spirit. Restore. Amen. You can't restore anybody. Right. Unless you're walking in the Spirit. Amen. If you give somebody a Bible verse, you can't restore them. They're not going to be restored. I know it got quiet up in here, and I, I, I know it's a big problem in the church. The lady rolling her buggy around Walmart trying to give somebody a word. If, if her faith is not anchored in the cross, that's right. let me tell you something that may blow you off your chair today. Mm -hmm. If your faith is not in the cross, you can't even love them like you need that's to. That's right. Amen, amen. That's right. Because we love, and you sure not going to like this one, if my faith is not in the cross, I can't love God. That's right. That Except with right. the love I used to have that yes. everybody's got. Yes, amen. Yes. Think about that. I, I worship God. I give to God. I, everything I do that God has called me to do, whether it's worship worship to Him, uh, giving to Him, uh, praising to Him, mm -hmm. uh, uh, loving, I love Amen. God by Amen. faith. Amen. And if my faith is wrong faith, I'm not loving God like I'm supposed That's to right. be. And if I'm not loving God like I'm supposed Hallelujah. to be, I sure can't love you like Hallelujah. I'm supposed to be. Yes. And so really my motives and what's hidden in the deepest part of my heart can't be right. 
It must be all about me. Because you can be all about you and not even know it. Crying tears with people and still be all about you. Deception means I don't know that I don't know. Yes. Amen. But we're called to restore people that are in these faults. And that means wherever there's a fault, there's a there's a a person who can be restored. God's in the restoring business. But Psalms 23 and 3, the Lord, the, the, the Lord is my shepherd. We all know that scripture there. And he gets to the point where he says, he restores my soul. Mm-hmm. What does it say after that? He leads me in the path of righteousness. Yes. The only place of restoration is in the path, his name is Jesus, Amen. of righteousness. Amen. Amen. You know, don't, don't separate the word way and the word path. Mm-hmm. You could say Jesus, he said, I am the path, the mm-hmm. truth, and the life. Yeah. The path right. and the way. He is my way of righteousness. Amen. And that way of righteousness is the way of the cross. Because at the cross, the one who knew no sin became my sin offering that I might be made the righteousness mm-hmm. of God in Christ Jesus. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians 5 and 21. Mm-hmm. So that's where the... The swap was made. That's the path of righteousness is the path, the way of the cross. Mm -hmm. And let me say this. I know I've preached it here probably last month, but righteousness is a status you get when you're saved. But the fruits of righteousness is what's bare as you live saved in the spirit. Yes, amen. If you don't know the way of the cross and you're trusting any other thing, no matter what it is, you're not being led by the spirit in the path of righteousness. Glory, hallelujah. And let me just say this, it doesn't matter that you were saved by the blood. God's looking to see, are your works perfect before him? You are. You are, as a child of God, you are perfect before God. In Christ, at the right hand of the Father, righteous, holy, just, without flaw, perfect. Right there, seated with him in heavenly places. But here, God views. And the church in Sardis, he said, you got a name that you're alive, but you're dead because your works are not perfect before me. God's looking at our works to see what it is they're about. They're either perfect or they're not perfect. There ain't no in-between. They're either perfect because our faith is in what allows him to work. There's no perfect work unless he's doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. And the only way he can work in and through me is if my faith is in Calvary. That's right. And this whole letter to the Galatians proves that, that we can fall from grace, and grace is what God does. We fall from the place where God does anything, and it tells us there in the last chapter, verses 1 through 4, that Christ can't profit me, he can't affect me. And we were talking last night at dinner, and you know, and I'm, and I'm, I, I firmly believe this. These people who uh, did not, they, they did not have their faith in the cross after they were saved and carried off and all this stuff, Christ was not affecting them. That's right. Christ was not profiting them. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. I know this is just a part of the process of admitting and realizing I was under the influence of another spirit. Mm-hmm. I, I have admitted that. I have said every time I ever fell in the floor, but one out of all those many times was not of God. And the only way that made that time of God is because God was literally speaking to me, telling me that I'm all you need. All those other times I've had to admit, you know, just because you feel something, just because something's real, don't mean it's God. 
That's right. right. That's right. There is no effect. There is no profit in your life, child of God, yes, if you're not walking in the Spirit. If you're not under grace. Yes, Amen. come on. And in your your condition here, and maybe we'll get into that in the second session today over in the book of Revelation. There's an issue with God with His people when they're when they're not presenting Him. We're not here to present ourselves. We're not here to uh, uh, be about Crossway Church or a pastor, whoever. He doesn't even want the world to know anything about us. He's trying to present himself through us. That's not what's happening in the church today. It's all about his name and her name and them and what they're doing. If he's not being magnified and glorified, I got news for you. He ain't even doing what's being done. That's right. You said that last night. That's right. So... You who are spiritual, somebody please let me know when we get to about 10.45. How much time we got before then? Oh, it's five, just now. Five more minutes. Five minutes? I thought it meant five after ten. <laughs> you who are spiritual. See, now this, now, and I know people get mad at us cross preachers when we even use the word eliminate. Because they say, oh, they're just that elitist group. They, they, they're just excluding. They're, they're making the way so narrow nobody can get on it. you got to watch folk like that. Mm -hmm. Even if they out there, even if it's some of them other cross preachers trying to say just because we preach the narrowness of the gospel that we're some elitist or something. We, you listen, can't nobody ever call me and tell me I've preached something wrong. If, they, if I do, I hope they do, but they, they hadn't yet. All they do is get out there and because they're trying to build their ministries up by putting us down. Mm -hmm. But we preach what Paul preached. Amen. Paul preached a narrow gospel. That's right. Yes. And, and let me tell you something, preachers, if you're listening to me today, your message ought to be growing. Your determination ought to be growing more and more stronger for this gospel not not backing away from it just because everybody else won't come along you ought to be getting more narrow in your presentation it's not an eliminate we're not eliminating anybody god eliminates that's right and god draws we don't draw and we don't eliminate we preach what god Causes God to draw, allows God to draw. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll do the drawing. Yes. And I'll draw all men. But if they won't come to me in my way, I will resist their pride. He is a resister. Everybody just likes to think God's got his arms wide open. And he does. Whosoever will believe can come in Christ and what he did at Calvary. Yes. Not just anything. Yes, amen. So, but he, his arms are wide open, and that, that mean what we mean by that is that he loves all. Yes. But you can't come to God with a prideful heart. That's right. When you come to the throne of grace, it's to get help. It's to get grace and mercy in your time of need. Nobody can approach the throne even just because they're a child of God. You can't approach the throne except by faith in the blood. It's the only thing that gives you access. That's why verse 1 of chapter 5 says, stand fast therefore in the liberty. You move away from that liberty, you're in trouble. Amen. Standing in this liberty, standing in what Christ did to liberate you. I always think of it this way. When Christ died at Calvary, that was the opportunity for all men to be free. Mm -hmm. Because what he did there is what liberated us and offered us freedom. That's right. 
It's like you sitting in a jail cell, been there 40 years, can't, you, ain't been, you ain't even been out of the jail cell in 40 years. You, they ain't let you out for nothing. And a man walks by and sticks the key in, unlocks it, slings the door open, says, you've been liberated. You can go free. Yes, amen. But you have to get up and walk out. Right? That's right. And the door slings open. That's what the cross is. Right. It's the door wide open. Whoever will believe yes. can be free. Right. Yes, amen. amen. And we're to stand in that mm -hmm. which liberated us. Don't move your faith from what liberated you, and you'll experience the freedom, and you'll find yourself as a spiritual person who's able to help others yes. who have faults. Oh, yes. And there's lots of faults. We oh, have faults at times, you. and we need restoration. But yes. we need to make sure we understand that, that the spiritual person is described in chapter 5. Yes. Those who are led of the Spirit are walking in the Spirit. Amen, amen. And those who are walking in the Spirit are living in the Spirit. Yes. That means they're experiencing Christ. Paul said, for me to live is Christ. Amen. Not just feel good today and have yes. a good day where nothing went wrong. Everything in your life can be yes. wrong, but living and life pertains to Christ. Yes. For me Amen. to live is Christ. Yes. Not just to breathe, not just to eat, not just to be whatever. For me to live, to experience life is Christ Amen. because he's my life. Right. He is the only one who can restore people from a fault. Amen. We got that? Yes, amen, amen. So this first session this morning, we were hearing who the spiritual people are. Now, now I'm, I'm about to close this first session out, but I'm going to make a comment. There will, be, there will be many people that come alongside us. They will walk with us. They will receive this message with great joy. And the reason they don't keep going, Jesus taught it in the parable of the seed and sower. One of the grounds, the states, the states of the heart, is that we receive it with great joy immediately. And then because of tribulation and things in the world, the Bible says we get offended at the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Man, we're excited about this truth. My Lord, this is it. We yes. found it. I've got victory in Jesus. But that Amen. victory, that faith is going to be tried. Yes. And you're either going to get offended at the world that you've been crucified to, or you're going to get offended with the Word because the Word's calling you to push that stuff out. Yes. Cling to Calvary. We're going to be offended with the world we've been crucified to and into us, or we're going to become offended with the Word. Amen. Amen. With the word. We're going to take about a 15-minute break. We'll be right back, so tune back in with us in just a few minutes. God bless you. Praise God. Praise the Lord.